1: The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show.
0: This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And
1: welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 76. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Are you struggling to get paid what you're worth? Perhaps you're in the biz, your own business and you know you're not charging clients enough, or maybe you're working in corporate and you know that you're getting paid less than your male counterparts who are doing the, exactly the same work. Now, my guest today is passionate about helping women smash through the glass ceiling, and a recent survey that she did, and a study on this topic that she's been doing for many years has provided some interesting results which we're going to share in a moment. Joining me on today's show is Paula Kramer. Paula is a transformation trainer, a resource rock star and a glass ceiling breaker. She teaches people how to transform their personal relationships, professional and societal relationships and on today's show Paula's going to share how to smash through the glass ceiling including tiny triumphs that add up to satisfying successes Delivering dignity invites loyalty as well as giving positive identities is the easy way to change the world. So welcome to the show, Paula.
0: Hello Anne-Marie, happy to be here. uh,
1: Absolutely, as we said before we went live and and recorded, this is a topic that has been discussed uh, for many, many decades and uh, it's sad that we can, having to continue it, that we haven't quite reached, but there's been some real um, groundbreaking things that are happening to so that a lot more women are getting paid what they're worth, but you've done an interesting study and got some great findings. Share a little bit about this study.
0: Okay, I was, I'll was. i start by telling you how I got into it. Yeah. In 1988, 30 years ago, I watched a talk show hosted by a woman. The topic of the show was people with bad reputations. Mm-hmm. One of the guests was a female who was brought on because she supposedly came on to every man she talked to. The host asked the guest what she had to say for herself. Mm-hmm. The woman said that she was a friendly person. She was friendly to everybody she talked to, men or women. She had a nice hairstyle. She was wearing what looked like a silk blouse. She was dressed well. She wasn't dressed in any revealing way. Mm -hmm. And she had a beautiful speaking voice, a musical speaking voice. I could have listened to her for hours. Oprah then turned, excuse me, (laughs) Oprah. It was Oprah. Yes. But we all, we all do what Oprah did because we all grow up that way. Mm-hmm. Oprah turned to the male expert on the show to ask him what he thought. And he said that he could see that the woman was in her sex pot stage. All mm-hmm. she was doing was sitting on the stage of the show, and she was a sex pot to this male expert. He told her how to change her hair color the way she dressed, and the way she talked, so that she would no longer come on to men. Mm. Mm. A female female expert said that if she talked in more staccato tones, then she would not be coming on to men as much. But everyone made the woman responsible for men's thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. That's a limitation. A limitation is a (laughs) glass ceiling. And I... And I was in shock because Mm -hmm. if that woman, according to the advice, if that woman failed to follow the advice and got raped, it would be her fault because everybody made her responsible for men's thoughts and feelings. I decided then I had to figure out why this happened because Oprah is for women Mm -hmm. and she is in many ways, but Oprah grew up the way the rest of us grew up. I decided to write my master. I was in college at the time. Mm-hmm. I finished my BA, went on to grad school, decided to write my thesis about women as television talk show hosts. Mm-hmm. I watched every single show hosted by a woman for years. I sometimes watched five shows a day. And for about two years, I watched five shows a day. I recorded the topic of each show the experts who were on the show, and kept lists. I had lists, and lists of hundreds of shows. When I was ready to start writing my thesis, I went through the shows and started looking for patterns. Mm-hmm. I found four repeating patterns. There are four themes of cultural betrayal between women. You'll recognize them as I list them. Women as mothers, mm-hmm. women and their appearance, women as deviants, And teenage girls as threats to society. Mm -hmm. As I went through this list I realized that I had been betraying other girls and women since my early school years Mm -hmm. because I had judged women according and girls according to these cultural themes of betrayal. Mm -hmm. Oprah grew up learning how to do this. We all grew up. Maybe Malala Yousafzai didn't because she has a positive identity of herself, and she's giving positive identity to other girls. But most girls and women around the world grow up learning to betray each other. Mm. And so the first thing we have to do is to stop betraying ourselves because we judge ourselves according to these cultural themes of betrayal, including Oprah. A year ago, she did an interview in which she said she had decided to stop beating herself up. About her weight, mm-hmm. about a number on a scale, she had created a glass ceiling for herself using the weight on a scale. Mm. She stopped doing that. If we create glass ceilings for ourselves, of course we're going to create glass ceilings for other people.
1: So Paula, let, first... me, let me let that that's very, I just wanted to the each each of the um cultural themes of betrayal. I've made a note of them because I think um it would for us to dive a little bit deeper into each the so first as mothers as parents right. um, the women as mothers yep. women as women parents. and their parents yep,
0: and their parents the right right women as deviants and teenage girls as threats to society
1: right okay Let's talk about each of these very, very briefly so that we can okay. get some context around that because I'm a firm believer in is to make change, we have to get clarity around what it is that we are changing we and do. obviously what beliefs, what boundaries, oh. all of the things that are happening that enables us to continue whatever this betrayal is. So talk about the, the women as mothers. What's What's showing up there? Why is this a betrayal?
0: Oh, people hold mothers responsible for... Children's well-being more than they hold fathers responsible, Mm -hmm. and people can hold women, response mothers responsible for their adult children's behavior. They can be there are some terrible mothers out there. I had one, but I do not live my life anymore in response to my mother's actions. I make my own choices for myself. Mm -hmm. I have to. I have left my mother behind, and I'm moving on doing other things. We. There's been a long history of mommy wars in which women who choose to be at home all the time with their children Mm -hmm. criticize women who choose to go outside for employment, and women who go outside for employment criticize women who choose to be at home with their children all the time, Mm -hmm. criticizing each other for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And there's there's always a choice, and it doesn't work for some women is for their personality to stay at home with their children. And their children are not necessarily worse off for it. And some women are worse staying at home with their children. Mm. It's, a, it's a choice. And if it works for the family, yes, we need to stop criticizing each other for yeah. the choices we make.
1: I think judgment and it, criticism from from our point of view to, to someone else is just ridiculous because we have our own beliefs our own values and to judge someone else on their decision i think without knowing all the facts without walking in right. in her right. shoes but right. okay so that's what mothers or, or women as mothers Women and their parents, or women as parents, and their
0: appearance, yes. their looks, their appearance, and their beha- that fits behavior too. Yeah. So women are not supposed, for a long time, women were not supposed to smoke. They weren't supposed to drink. They were then they were supposed to drink beer. They were supposed to just drink wine because it's in a pretty glass. <laughs> the way women dress, women are held responsible for rape because they asked for it. By the way, they were dressed. Mm. It's all about. Limitations put on women. Yeah, they're not supposed to be. Yeah. there was one period of history when women wore an S curve, a a kind of a girdle that that made women. <laughs> they stood in sort of an S shape, bosom out, mm-hmm. butt back. They couldn't even sit like this. But that was the fashion of the day, and if they didn't wear it, they were uh. criticized. Plus, that has sometimes been the ideal for women but now thinness it changes yeah. according to the culture of the time yeah yeah uh, you know i have a rule a personal
1: rule and i i i shared that this actually with my husband the other day is that they um stupid rules are meant to be broken and then i, d- I add something you know <laughs> to that and i get get to, to 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 determine which rules are stupid but isn't it ridiculous all of these it, it's, it's ridiculous. if i hear something it, like that it's like who who says who says
0: who you says you know right. what i mean it's,
1: really it's, think know. of the
0: time we waste talking about how other women are dressed yes what a waste of time. Yes,
1: an absolute waste, waste of, of time. time. Let's just share some more of these because I think this is important. Because here's what we're saying about all of these things there are norms and different cultures and different beliefs and values and expectations that we may be inadvertently supporting through our actions, through our inactions, through our conversations all of that. And so we need That's to be right. really mindful right. about what we're doing. Are we supporting right. something? Because if we don't believe um, that we can smash through the glass ceiling, that we can be paid in, in comparison to, you know, and the same as our male counterparts, whether it be in our own business or whatever, then that is going to continue to be a limitation that we are um, contributing to. So the next one you're talking about is, women as deviants i mean even just right. the fact that that is a, a norm it just horrifies me so what what is this it's similar right. to the, oh, the example you gave pick, I guess. women
0: can be called deviant for anything anything at all and women can be considered more deviant than men who are deviant is so because we're, when a woman gets right she is more, than she's more deviant from, because of the way she dressed than the man who raped her yeah. and the way women decide other women are deviant can be based on anything. Yeah. In terms of pay, I was in a group meeting once, a small group meeting of people, and we were somehow started discussing a woman who had been hired at the local university. It's a state university, so there are set pay ranges for each position. Mm-hmm. The man who had held the job before this woman was hired was paid $60,000 a year, so of course. That was the pay for her, $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. A woman in our group, an educated woman, PhD, had a professional career, somehow, for some reason, decided this woman who had been hired was deviant and said, in an angry voice, she does not deserve $60,000 a year. The rest of us were just in shock. Mm -hmm. One person left the group, a man left the group after that because He was so offended by what this woman said. And we never found out why this professional woman decided the other woman was so deviant. She didn't deserve $60,000 a year. But this is how women create glass ceilings for other women. Every Mm -hmm. single time we talk about other women, we either create glass ceilings or smash glass ceilings. Mm -hmm. This professional woman created a glass ceiling, Mm -hmm. including for herself. Because she just announced that she did not deserve equal pay to men. If any woman does not deserve pay equal to a man, then no woman does. Mm. Yeah. Any man who heard her could say, but you said she doesn't deserve equal pay. So why should you get equal pay? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So we need to be mindful of that. You know, if we're contributing... We need to be mindful of everything we say the, about
0: other women. If we're bringing people the People hear what we value, say.
1: Yeah, absolutely to the table, then we should be compensated for that, whether we are in corporate or in our own business. So then we're talking about uh, women as teenage threats to society. What's this one? Right.
0: right. If teenage girls don't fulfill their roles, they are threats to society. There was one talk show I watched. Where the host had teenage girls on thirteen-year-olds who dressed older to get attention. During one of the commercial breaks, they they came back from a commercial break. They had this graphic on the screen that said, "Most underage girls who have had sex with an older man say it was forced on them." What is that? Mm. That is rape. Mm. But it went immediately from that graphic saying that most of these teenage girls were raped by adult men to her saying, "Why are you dressing that way? This is bad you're You're attracting men, you're pulling men down. Mm. Yeah. They're threats to society because mm-hmm. they're leading good men astray, yeah."
1: We need to be really mindful of all of those different aspects. And there there are discussions that you're talking about, I think, that really is exposing um, things that often are not spoken about, yet many of us are, are thinking. So I think, you know, it, it's certainly something that needs to be discussed because, you know, are we inadvertently supporting the continuous... Um, Development of as what you're calling the cultural themes of cultural betrayal themes the trail. To, to women, oh. even through not standing up. And I can't for something, and I can't remember the saying, but it's um, inaction or not speaking up. Actually contributes and saying that you support it does. something because it does. of that. It is a better way of saying that. So, so let's then let's just because those are the things that you're talking about. Let's talk now about what you believe are some insights, some things that we can start to do to make an impact. Uh, and you're saying tiny triumphs add up to satisfying
0: successes. Right. That's right. 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 Some of the tiny triumphs are just what you say. One tiny triumph is always speaking positively. The first thing to do is to give yourself positive identity, a positive identity. We are so used to beating ourselves up according to these cultural things of material. I have wrinkles, I'm too fat, I don't have the right kind of education, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. Mm. We have to stop doing that. We have to start giving ourselves positive identities, even when we're going through a difficult situation. I'm not saying to say something like I'm the greatest, whatever, I'm saying, in a bad situation, you can remind yourself, I'm a good cook. I've helped people who are in need when other people didn't. I know when to take action in particular situations. I have these positive identities. We start doing that for ourselves, and then we'll be able to give positive identities to other women. We can do this even if we don't like the other woman. I do not like my mother, but she has a wonderful singing voice. And she has sung at a lot of weddings and made a lot of people happy with her singing voice. I can give her a positive identity, even though she treated me bad. We can give positive identities of some kind, some tiny kind. And the more people here, including men, hear positive identities about women, the more they will think In positive identities Mm. about women.
1: Yeah absolutely let's talk about um, you know when you're thinking about uh, what you've just said about positive identities I think one of the things that we remind ourselves that can chip away negatively at that is now with social media and and I love all, all things to do with online because it is an extension to how we can collaborate and I use a lot of technologies but on the flip side of that, you've got these beautiful photos that people are sharing and you see their height or whatever it might be. We can often then, if we're not careful, allow that to diminish our identity when we see what they're doing right. and it's comparison right. and all that. But we need to remind ourselves that people aren't going to be putting their worst moments. Or some do and it's kind of, okay, well. But right. we need to remind right. ourselves not to compare ourselves with that but to constantly... Um, remind and be thankful and and show gratitude to these tiny triumphs and the tiny things even the smallest right 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 don't we yeah yeah so okay so Paula you also talk about delivering dignity
0: invites loyalty what do you mean by this well I had a bad experience in the workplace I worked for the census. I don't know how many people have worked for the census, but there are temporary jobs every 10 years around the census. And during the 2000 census, I worked in a regional office. When you work for the census in those situations, everybody takes a test and then people are hired according to their scores on the test. Mm -hmm. Then the management that has been hired for a particular office promote individuals to various positions in the office. So the, my supervisor there promoted me to payroll supervisor. I was doing my job as payroll supervisor. Mm-hmm. One day, another woman who worked there, in my department, in the payroll department, took me aside and said, don't ever be alone with Fitzgerald because he will attack you if he could. Mm. Fitzgerald was hired the same way everybody else was. For some reason, he decided that I had prevented him from being moved up to a higher position. I had no ability to move anybody up, Mm. including myself. I went to my boss and told him that he had to do something. He did. He thought about it. He thought about what tasks in the office were being neglected. He identified a task and assigned it to Fitzgerald. Later on, years later, I figured out what my boss inadvertently did. He didn't know what he was doing, but it was brilliant. Have you heard of the DISC behavior styles? Oh, yes. D I S. Okay. It turns out that Fitzgerald was a C behavior style. See behavior styles need to control their surroundings in some way. It turns out that this task my boss gave Fitzgerald had to do with controlling his surroundings. Mm -hmm. Plus, there are values identified by Edward R. Springer, six basic values. And the highest value for Fitzgerald was position value, meaning he wanted to be a leader. That's why he wanted to be promoted. He wanted people coming to him. This task meant that because he was taking care of it, anybody who needed to benefit from it had to go to Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. So just by chance, my boss satisfied Fitzgerald's behavior style high C and guiding value position and gave him dignity. By satisfying those needs, he gave him dignity. Mm. That dignity... Created loyalty towards our boss, which Gerald became loyal to our boss. And he no longer threatened me. Mm. Yeah. That was A good. tiny triumph that had a big impact. Yes, yes. And it gave a positive identity that changed the world. It was easy. My boss gave him a positive identity, and everything else changed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And that really goes to show and thankfully now workplaces today recognise how important it is to be able to align individuals with the right tasks, the right everything that you've just said. I mean, many years ago, of course, we weren't aware of all of that. But now we we certainly are. And I think what also this allows and, and this really speaks to again, being able to show up and contribute a value that when we are Aligned with what we do best, it, it as you said, it, to what motivates us, the DISC is obviously a behavioural profile which, um, mm-hmm. you know, dominant drive, um, I for influence, S for steadfastness and C for compliance of the procedures. Once we understand that, we also know what our driving core value is and we're in a workplace or, or, or doing functions that really taps into that so we can shine. That enables us to continue to contribute and, and add value to the organisation and when we do that or even in our business so that we can attract more higher-paying clients. I think that's great, really good, because sometimes we're in the wrong role. We're in the wrong role, we're working with the wrong clients and there's just no way that we can tr- contribute no to way. the best. Because right. I'm sure that Fitzgerald, once he was in that position, he was able to work and contribute and add value oh, and no longer did. distract he everyone else
0: he was great at that yeah.
1: task yeah. he was great at it yeah so maybe there are people in the workplace or clients or, <laughs> or, or someone that you're working with that just needs to be um redirected in a, in a better environment that allows them to. that's right um, yeah that's to right
0: and I, to... at some point this might be a good place to do this i want to talk about how to break glass ceilings in the speaking industry yes. because in a way it fits mm-hmm. with this in a way. Would this be a good time or do you want to? Oh yeah, absolutely. Go for okay. it. Okay. All right. There there are two ways to do this. There has been a big to-do recently about a conference where all of the keynote speakers were met. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. Remember. Mm. All CEOs. Well, I have besides researching the cultural themes of betrayal, I've also been researching dream teams. Mm. There was a research study that came out in 2005, so it's been a long time now, about dream teams. Researchers looked at Broadway shows, successful Broadway shows, and scientific papers. They found that the best teams, the best shows, all had two things in common. One of the researchers said that if we saw these two things, we knew it was a success. Mm -hmm. The two things in common are Colleagues who had worked together in the past and at least one rookie. Mm -hmm. Each person had their own task on the team, but a team that was put together with what I call old hands, which means they had experience in their careers, old hand colleagues, people with experience who had worked together, and rookies at their career produced the best results. When we talk about conferences, There are two ways to get this in there. One is with conference panels, panel discussions. Too often those panels have people who are the same. There's all kinds of research in other ways that show that what creates success is difference brought together, different backgrounds, different schooling, different skills, different ways of thinking. You bring them together and you get a better result so conference panels should be some old hands in their careers some old hand colleagues who work together and a rookie Mm -hmm. i have created a number of formulas for the panels and i have them on one of my web pages i have At SpeakingFromTrap.com, we have a Dream Team and Spectacular Success page, and I list those there. Plus, Mm -hmm. I have identified eight Dream Team formulas that people can follow. Mm -hmm. The panels, the request for panels should come in part from people who attend conferences. So we need to get the word out to conference attendees. They should ask for their money's worth by saying, I want a dream panel. Mm -hmm. I want difference on the panel. I don't want sameness. All CEOs is too much sameness. Yes. And speakers can create change by saying, this is the research that shows that difference creates more success than sameness. This is how I am different. Mm -hmm. And if they can do what I call benefits talk, besides positive identity talk for changing glass, for smashing glass ceilings for women, there's what I call benefits talk, where we could talk about how a woman who smashed a glass ceiling created benefits for everyone. Mm-hmm. For instance, oh, her name is good. the woman, the nurse, Florence Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Everybody who has been in a hospital benefited because Florence ceiling smashed a glass ceiling and set about improving hospital sanitation. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the benefits of when women smashed a glass ceiling. Yes. So if women have been on, if women speakers have been in part of any group where they created a positive outcome because of the differences in the group, they could talk about that. Mm-hmm. This is how I created benefits with my difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah there's, there's two ways of yeah,
1: process yeah valuable and I think you know just to to give a bit of um context around that speaking that's how of course I met you and you mentioned that you've done quite right. and, and explained the study over so many years where you identified where these glass ceilings we were created in them ourselves for ourselves through what you know, our beliefs and values and so forth, the limitations, and also too, and you've explained that, the limitations that we unfortunately put for other women through our judgment and through continuing the conversation, not saying something against that. And of course, this organization or this speaking uh, event had only men there and there were no women. And I think the response that the organizers gave was that their process of getting speakers, there were criteria. But the criteria right. was so stringent that it just didn't leave right. uh, opportunity. But we're just this. Yeah, just right. to, to share on that from a marketing point of view too. I've heard of various studies, and it's I, I can't recall where I, I read this, but marketers like a, a group of people around a table who are just men are talking about ideas and brainstorming. There are many times where something has launched and it hasn't been successful and that is because there is only part of the brain part of the ideas part of the brainstorming that came from a male perspective and when they they realize that when there's a balance there that the difference allowed for far more incredible opportunities to come out of it that would never have just been thought and similarly only having women around the table too we can do it both right. ways that's when right I have a balance yeah, there
0: should be difference right. we can both leverage right. the the talents right. yeah. and and getting back to the cultural themes of the material those are all about keeping women the same mm. you should dress this way you should be this kind of mother you should behave this way that's yeah. all sameness we have to break away from the sameness and celebrate difference so that we can move difference into the power structure and into the choices and make difference normal. Yeah, I love that. That's when glass ceilings will stop, when difference is normal. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that we're
1: talking about a lot, and this is of course the the Be The Difference movement is is really um, bringing this message to the table is that, Tired of the same old, same old. Tired of the the norms and the rules. I mean, who made those rules up anyway? You know, rules (laughs) are meant to be broken because you see some of the incredible advancements across all sorts of industries um, has been because people actually got out of looked up out of their lane and went, hang on a minute, we've been doing it for this. Is there a different way? (laughs) So you know, just briefly, I know that you. we also promised that you would share something around giving positive identities in the easy way to change the world. I mean, many of oh, the things okay. that you spoke about today oh, can be oh, used. Okay. What's one? I'll tell you my, my
0: yeah. favorite. My favorite story. Yeah. When I was in my 20s, I went to a laundromat in Chicago. I lived in Chicago, went to the laundromat, studied my laundry, sat down in a chair to read while my laundry was going. Off to my side, that a little blonde girl. He just sat in the chair. I've come to decide that whoever was supposed to be taking care of her just brought her to the laundromat, sat her on a chair, and left and went off to do other things. Because I never saw her even look around for anyone. She just sat there in the chair, very sad. While we were sitting there, a Filipina woman came in with three little girls. The Filipina mother started her laundry and the three little Filipina girls started playing around the laundromat. They were so exuberant in their playing that they sort of tumbled around the laundromat as they played. I started talking to them each time they went by, just leaning over and saying something to them. The little blonde girl just sat there, hunched over, looking very sad. Finally, after one time when the three little Filipino girls tumbled by and I said something to them, I turned to her and I said to her, I like you too. This could still bring tears to my eyes. She sat up straight, her eyes opened wide, the sun came up in her smile, and she ran off to play with the little Filipina girls. Mm -hmm. All I did was give her a positive identity. Mm -hmm. She took her positive identity and changed her own world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once she played with those little Filipina girls, why was she going to ever stop playing with other kids? Mm -hmm yeah yeah you give people a positive identity and then they have what they need to create success for themselves, yeah
1: yeah what a great way to end the show, a reminder of how powerful our words can be, just that one phrase, short phrase made words. An incredible words. impact, yeah, and uh maybe we need to be using uh more statements like that
0: to lift to support other women right uh, think about all the time someone said positive identity to you. everybody in the audience think about all the time someone gave you a positive identity and what it meant to you yes do that for every other woman in some way mm absolutely thank you
1: thank you so much paula for coming on the show and sharing those insights it certainly um has given us um yeah uh, uh, the ability now to step back and and ask ourselves you know are we inadvertently or unknowingly contributing to an ongoing you know some in some of those cultural uh, biases that you shared and um, betrayals and uh, let's hope that we can Really, through this message, support other women in breaking their own glass ceilings, but also through those positive identities, helping other women smash through theirs too. Share with us the best way that we can get access to you. And, and you also mentioned um, there's some great documents and resources on your website. What is your website? Right.
0: Speaking from com, I have a, the Dream Team page, includes all the Dream Team formulas, plus all the research about difference creating success that so that people can then take the research to whatever they need to plus i have a girl grid page where i list examples detailed examples for each behavior (laughs) for each cultural theme of betrayal and i have more information there including the three types of talk for smashing glass ceilings and Lots of information. That's why I call myself a resource rock star. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. You certainly are. And you've certainly <laughs> did lots of great great insights on today's show so thanks once again for coming on oh, thank the, you the show. now if you are a woman or a woman in leadership whether it's in your own business or perhaps you might also be in a corporate environment and you've got a message uh, that you really want to share because you know that it is going to provide a positive identity for other women to uplift them or whoever it is that you feel called to support in the work that you do and maybe this year is the year that you think you know what a podcast is a really great way for me to spread my message and get the word out there but you don't know where to start one of the things that I put together for you is a free mini training I've got my entire workflow what I do from pre to post and Paula you agree there's a few steps in there isn't there to to make sure that the guests are are really um, yeah informed and and can 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 really contribute and so I put all of that there including all of the different resources the steps that I take as well as some free tools and some low cost and no cost tools as well to get access to that mini training and mariecross.com forward slash mini training maricross.com forward slash mini training now of course when we recorded this uh, uh audio we also did video and we've been streaming live so for those of you who are listening to the audio and if you want to come and uh, watch paula share her insights ambitious entrepreneur com forward slash wil76 and we'll put all of the links that um that paula shared too so thank you so much once again for coming on the show paula thank
0: Thanks. you Anne Marie You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Movement.com. Changing the world, one message at a time.
1: Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive
0: community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com.